0: 87 is the WhatsApp number. I know everybody has heard lots of analysis and discussion now about the budget yesterday and many emails uh, there this morning from listeners with their own takes and views on it. But there was one in particular that came in um, from a listener who wants to remain anonymous but I felt that the email was so strong I couldn't Bypass it, And I thought that even though, you know, this listener got in touch and, and they don't want to, to come on air, um, I thought their email was was worth bringing to you and, and chatting about here today on the show. So our researcher, Ross, is, is with me in studio. Ross, tell listeners what this foster carer said in their email.
1: Yeah, so our listener says, um, I'm writing to you tonight because I'm so upset about today's budget. I'm a foster carer and I was so hopeful that this year we would finally get the long overdue increase to our allowance that carers have been begging for for so many years now. Instead, we got told our allowance will be raised at the end of 2024. I'm heartbroken. We've been overlooked again. Although the raise is reasonable, it's not coming soon enough at all. Foster carers need support and they need it now. So many carers are leaving fostering And is it any wonder why, when we are forgotten and left behind time after time? So many of us, including myself, gave up our jobs and incomes to care for the most vulnerable children in the country, and we've been left to manage through the cost of living crisis on an allowance that was deemed suitable 14 years ago. I feel so let down and completely unappreciated tonight. Fostering is incredibly hard. Honestly, you don't know what's involved and the expenses that you encounter until you do it. We love these children and would do anything for them, but at the end of the day, they are not our children. We have very little say in their lives. We can't even give permission for them to go on a school tour. We live with the knowledge that Tusla could one day take them from us and we would be powerless to stop them. These children legally belong to the state, and the state is failing in its duty of care to them. Please, Andrea. I ask you to highlight our struggle on your show. Our wonderful children, the state's wonderful children, deserve so much better.
0: Yeah, I, I really was, you know, was reading the emails this morning. And I just thought to myself, like, it was, it was, a, it was a very, very powerful email from somebody that is, as they sign it off themselves, yours, devastated. And disillusioned. And they're right. You know, we, we we should talk about it. And that's what we're going to do here today on Lunchtime Live. 1800 453 106 is the number. Roisin is on the line. Roisin Clark is the CEO of the Irish Foster Care Association. Roisin, were you as disappointed as our listener yesterday?
2: Absolutely, Andrea. Thank, and thanks for having me on today. And I have to say that email it just makes for a really difficult reading, doesn't it? And to hear the, the straight straight from the voice of foster carers. So we've been calling for such a long time, 14 years since the last increase to the foster care allowance and we were really, really hopeful that budget 2024 would rectify that initial, oh my goodness, it's finally happened, the voice of foster carers has been heard, but then to learn that the increase is not going to be implemented until late in twenty twenty four, so just to, absolutely devastating. Just for people. to
0: explain, Roisin, sorry to people because as our listener mm. mentioned, you know it's not that the 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 uh, the increase. It's not that they're not happy with the increase. It's, it's the fact that they're not getting it now, and they're not going to get it till this time next year. And sure, who knows? As you know yourself, you know what could happen between between now and then. So, what is the current uh, foster carers allowance, and what was the rise to?
2: Okay, so the current allowance um for under twelves is three two five and for over twelves is three five two. Is that a week? And from per week. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a week. And um in, in the new proposal um, from January of next year, twenty twenty four, the allowance will increase by twenty five euro. Per week. But the full increase won't be felt until November twenty twenty four when the allowance will be raised to four hundred per week for children under twelve and four hundred and twenty-five for those over twelve. So I suppose there's a couple of things in there. November twenty twenty four is a long time off, and we're in the middle of cost of living crisis yeah. now and and that's why it's been so important to have the long long awaited increase to the foster care allowance immediately and I suppose the other thing as well is um it's broadly acknowledged and and across government and uh, the Child and Family Agency that our care system is an absolute crisis point at the moment and foster care and foster carers and the service that they provide to the state is the absolute linchpin in that system. We're in a crisis now so why we don't understand the rationale around deferring um, measures that could really help to Um, retain and recruit foster carers for such a long period of time
0: Etna's on the line as well, Roshin. Etna's with me in 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 uh, or from County Mayo today. Etna, you're also a foster carer, is that right?
3: Yes, well, I've been a foster carer for twenty one years.
0: Okay. so
3: We now have a young person in aftercare. He's twenty. He's here since he was five. Um. So he's a, he's just started college and uh, he's in aftercare with us. He's in aftercare. And how, how I'm also. No, go on ahead, Etna. Yeah, I'm also the um, marketing recruitment leader at Origins Foster Care. So, um, you know, I totally agree with voting and the difficult um, challenge that we have recruiting foster carers because it's a very, owner, it's a very challenging thing to do. Um, And as your listener said, you know, foster carers love their children, but the cost of living has increased dramatically, as we all know, since 2009. And we're disappointed. We were supporting... The calls that IFCA made, um, Origins approached both Minister McGrath and Minister Donahue, and we were really hopeful yesterday morning that um, foster carers would have been given the recognition that they deserve um, in in helping them to care for their children.
0: How many children, Ethna, have you cared for over the the 20 odd years? Um, Probably 10. 10 different kids. Yeah, and and yeah. and the allowance that we talk about, the allowance that um, Roshin mentioned, is at what three hundred and twenty-five, isn't it? So like, under twelve, yeah. under twelve, yeah. So d- just to explain to listeners, Aetna, how like how would you use that money, or what what does it go towards? I suppose.
3: Yeah, first of all, I suppose it's important to state that the allowance is paid to foster carers for the children in their care while the children are in their care. So if you have a break where you might have no child in your care, maybe for a few weeks, the allowance isn't paid. The allowance follows the child. So the allowance is used towards, you know, normal day-to-day expenses that every parent has for a child, school uniforms, activities, obviously, eating, light, uh, food, Foods, travel. Yeah. You may have a number of um, visits with various birth family members. You know, you might have visit with maybe mum, a separate visit with dad, granny. Uh, so you are expected and required to bring the children to those visits, which all foster carers very lovingly do. Uh, birth family is obviously a huge part of a child in care's life. Um, so there's the normal And I suppose the thing is children who are in care, it's very important to remember that children who are received into care have experienced trauma, all children in care. Mm. So their brains are wired differently. So, I know in my experience, you know, we just didn't buy a school uniform in September. We probably bought maybe four or five uniforms throughout the year because, you know, minding a school uniform may not be a priority. They forget. They have other things in their mind. You know, they may be thinking of home. They may not be very settled in their uh, foster home. So there's a lot going on for a child in care. They're not necessarily able to manage themselves and their emotions the same way as a child who isn't in care. So they have a lot, you know, maybe things get broken, maybe they have, you know, anger issues and they smash things, you're repairing maybe windows in your house, maybe your car, different things um, that are additional expenses um, for foster carers. So it's not that, you know, foster, the fostering allowance is not a payment or an income for foster carers. Well, I was just going parents.
0: to say, I, do, I doubt there's, there's no, I would assume there's no carers um, that aren't out of pocket themselves Aetna, you know, it's, it's, yes, it's, it's not a absolutely. payment. You know,
3: foster carers take children on holidays with them. They, yeah. They're involved in all of a foster family's normal activities, you know, treats at the weekend, movies, activities, whatever it is. So the foster care allowance most definitely does not cover mm. all of the activities, or all okay. of the requirements. But foster carers, just by their nature, they're caring, loving people and they're not in it. It's not an income for them.
0: So certainly, certainly, not, not not a business. I've I've no doubt about that. I have a text in from from Esther um, a little earlier today, and and Esther uh, had a question. This is was was this was when the Thisha Cleaver Adker was was chatting uh, to Pack Any this morning, and Esther was wondering. Um, she says, "I know foster carers are so worried that when they come to retirement, uh, when they do come to retirement, they have no entitlement to a proper pension. Is they'll have no work credits built up? So people are going to withdraw their services to to the foster care." Center. Sector, we should be considered employees of the state and treated fairly and given some security. And Pat put that question to Thysia Cleaver-Adgar a little earlier.
2: One of the things Mister Humphreys is doing at the moment is recognising family carers. They're in the seat of the carers allowance. Um, they're not able to, to work full time and she's going to recognise the work they do as a credit towards a contributory state pension. Uh, and we'll look at that in relation to foster foster parents as well. Sadly, for for lots of reasons, we need more foster parents. You'll know about the number of uh, unaccompanied minors who've come over from abroad, Mm. children who really need somebody to step into the role of being parents.
0: Did that answer Esther's question, Roshi? Um, No, I don't think it sufficiently answers it
2: at all. And addressing the pensions anomaly for foster carers was a key ask in in our budget submission for this year. And it has been, again, for a number of years. So, I mean, obviously, it's hugely important to foster carers having spent so many years providing such an important service to the state that they get properly recognised for that. And the lacuna in the policy at the moment doesn't allow for that, Andrea, and it's it's it leaves foster carers in a very precarious position in that they don't automatically qualify for the state contributory pension. A, a precarious position in their in their older years, which is absolutely unfathomable, I think, given f- what they provide.
0: Are foster carers going to withdraw services to the sector?
2: There has been a steady um deregistration, level of deregistration of foster carers from the foster care panel over the last number of years. So retention is is hugely important at the moment. And that's why I suppose we with the broad recognition of that, we'd hope that the budget this year would be um take immediate action
1: and to address it, the, the ongoing attrition,
2: you know? Listen, um we're going to be asking government for clear rationale as to why the foster care allowance is not being immediately implemented. And there are several other things if I could just, I want to appreciate the points that were made um, by Aetna as well, just in terms, of the, in the context of the allowance, we think it's really important that that people realise that, um, that foster care families aren't eligible for the back to school allowance for children in their care. That's unlike every other family in the country that have school-going children. They don't get any additional costs when they have a start-up placement. So we hear from our members all the time that children remembering these are vulnerable children Mm. that have experienced adverse circumstances come to foster home their placement and there's little or nothing basically and um, foster carers aren't provided with any support to enable that placement get off to its best start and to be able to provide the child all that they need and and the mileage again is another issue so there's a myriad myriad there's of issues of there in the pension it's, yeah. it's a lot of funding I, issues I yeah. know
0: you, you welcome alright the increase but it's just the fact that it's not coming until November next year
2: Absolutely and as I say okay. the crisis is now the pressures are now. Well, particularly if people um, are talking about
0: withdrawn services.
2: Indeed, yeah, yeah.
0: Because the state yeah. relies on on, on you and, and on Aetna and Esther and our emailer as well.
2: That's it. The state relies on foster care and it's recognised unequivocally as the best placement mm. for a child in care. Uh, what are okay. alternatives? Residential, unregulated in these hotels and what so on, you, and foster care is the best place.
0: What are you going to do, just finally, Rosie? Are you planning to try and meet with the the minister about this, or what's the situation?
2: Absolutely, we won't be dropping the mantle now. We'll keep pushing on this, and we'll be asking for at least in the first instance, we want to know the rationale behind delaying the payment and then we'll be asking that that payment is brought forward.
0: Well, listen, Roisin Clark is the CEO of the Irish Foster Care Association and Aetna as well. Thank you for Aetna for getting in touch. And I should say too to our emailer who, um, as I said, wants to remain anonymous. I don't even have their name, but thank you for for taking the time yesterday to sit down and and pen the email and send it in. It's lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That is the email address as always if you want to get in contact